better every time. I'm Allison, and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I am Allison of The Allison Show. Do you think people learn unhelpful things? They learn unhelpful things? From us? Um, Maybe some like things that are unhelpful are like when we talk about our kids or I don't know. It's up to them to frame it as helpful or unhelpful. That's true. So it's all on you and your attitude. Yeah, you figure it out. <laughs> I'm here in Pleasant Pictures studio with the one, the only, the sexiest. You are wearing kind of all earth tone neutrals today. Mr. Eric Robertson. I love the earth. <laughs> you really do. Uh, today, the day we're recording, so I don't know if it's today, today, that you're listening, but it is a gorgeous day today. It is. I mean... The trees are blooming. Gorge. The sun's out. Gun's out. Sun's out, gun's out. No, sun's out, bun's out. <laughs> <laughs> we are so grateful that you are here for episode 40 frickin' Five, and it is how to be good at making decisions. So we are because you're all bad at it. What? Because you're all bad at it. Yeah, you're all bad, and we're good. (laughs) No, that is not true. That is not true at all. (laughs) So maybe how to be better at making decisions or good at making decisions. So we are so grateful that you are here. This episode is brought to you by the I'm Freaking Grateful Gratitude Practices because we have not been talking about those at all. They solve a lot of problems. Like literally, the thing about the gratitude practices is they really do help with so many things. So if you're new to the podcast, go and listen to episodes 23 and 24. Episode 23 is gonna tell you like the point, all of the freaking amazing things that can happen in your life with a gratitude practice. And 24 is is a free gratitude practice. So after you listen to 24, if you've listened to it a few times and you've really liked it, go to imdoingawesome.com and I'm going to give you a discount code because you're listening to the podcast. Well, it will like it can be I am awesome. So I am awesome is going to get you 20% off. Of what? Well, it will get you 20% off our album of gratitude practices. Or if you want to join Allison's Year of Awesome, it is never too late to join. And May, the awesome attribute in May is ease. Mm. And ease actually has a lot to do with our topic today. I'm going to be talking about ease a lot. And so just if you want to be part of a group of people who literally love sitting around talking about how to feel more awesome, how they're actively working on it, you should join the Year of Awesome. The A-Team is our private Facebook group, but also with the Year of Awesome, you're going to get all of the calendars and downloads with the weekly challenges where there's a new awesome attribute each month, and I Am Awesome is going to get you 20% off. So you can get 20% off the bundle of the gratitude practices, or you can just get the Year of Awesome, or you can just want to support me by buying these amazing products. That's it. That's all I'm asking. Should we get into it? What are we talking about today? We're talking about how to make good decisions. So, how did you already forget? Well, I just wanted to say so, would buying these products be a good decision? Oh, that was a really good segue. 
I mean, I personally think so because I don't put anything out that I don't think is the freaking best thing ever. It's true. And that's how I feel about life. So we want to thank you for being here. Thanks for letting me talk to you about my amazing products. Now let's talk about being good at making decisions. This was actually Eric's idea. It's so exciting when Eric has ideas. Good job. I had an idea. (laughs) Okay. Tell us what you were thinking about. Well, I was uh, reading Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, which is fantastic. We have a lot of getting booky with it. Usually we do segments, but they're going to be like sprinkled in. And Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich is fantastic. And he was hired by, he basically was like commissioned by Andrew Carnegie to go study successful men or successful people. No, it was just men. It was just men. They weren't looking at the women. But this is back... Back when they... Back when they didn't... They really sucked back at looking when they at were, women. Yeah, back when they were wrong. Anyway, go look at the successful like business empire owners of the day and mm-hmm. study them. How did they become this? How did they... You know, what principles did they live? And being quick at decisions was one of the key defining attributes that these great men had. I love that. Will you do the definition of like being quick at decisions, what that looks like? I'm glad you asked. It has to do with what Napoleon Hill was just saying. Mm -hmm. He says, successful people make decisions quickly as soon as all of the facts are available and change them very slowly, if ever. Unsuccessful people make decisions very slowly and change them often and quickly. I feel like this could be smacking somebody in the face right now because... They're like, wait, I make my decisions slowly and change them all the time. Are you telling me that I'm an unsuccessful person? No, I'm not. But Napoleon Hill totally is saying that. No, it's not us. It's Napoleon (laughs) Hill. But I think the reason why this is good to think about is like pull back big picture and ask yourself like the things that you feel confident and successful at. Did you make decisions quickly? And I'm guessing the answer is going to be yes. Yeah, I think so. Well, also, he's he's just observing the attributes of these successful yeah. men, and so there's always going to be we've, we've talked we've talked about energy, um, energy, and and if you are spending all of your energy just making the decision, you're not spending energy on executing what you're deciding on. Oh, and people love to spend energy on decisions, and I like how he says, "After all, the facts are available, are available." But I think, quote all the facts will never be available because that's what some people are looking for. They're looking for this sure thing. So they keep wanting more and more and more and more facts. Right. Right. Yeah. So don't let that be an excuse like, oh, well, I didn't have all the facts. And and, he, and he's also not even saying that your decisions, if you make them quickly, will be the right ones. Mm-hmm. But he says percentage wise, your decisions will be like the percentage will be high that that was that those will be good decisions. If you are taking the facts and quickly making a decisions. Because that that makes more sense because people who are successful make more decisions. Right. They make a lot more decisions. So if you are a successful person, you've made more decisions to get to that point of success. Statistically, maybe you're making as many correct decisions as a slow decision maker, but you've made more of them. Right. So you're moving faster. So this brings me to my next point. Well, aren't you moving right along? Tony Robbins. We love Tony. He says, all important or difficult decisions must be made on paper. If you try to make tough decisions in your head, you're going to start doing what's called looping. And that's one of the things I've really learned from Tony Robbins is this concept of thought looping and habit looping. Mm -hmm. And this is something in our Build an Awesome Brand Workshop, which P.S. by the way, there is one coming up on June 29th and it's 
It's already filling up. It's filling up quickly. So if you want to go to allisonsbrandschool.com, you can learn more about our branding workshop. In the branding workshop, I talk a lot about these loops because in the workshop, I'm asking people to make decisions and people come into the workshop with these same loops, these same stories that they're stuck in about their business. But you can get into a a loop for anything when you start thinking about weight loss. And I think another way to reframe the word loop is story Mm -hmm. because it is this idea that, okay. Never ending story. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. This never ending story of this stream of excuses and reasons why the thing isn't what you want it to be. You've created the outcome in your head. Yes. Which is why I really like how he says to make a good decision, you need to get it on paper. Yeah. You got to set it down and look at it and then look at, and then he talks about like writing out what's the worst thing that can happen. Mm -hmm. And then what's your next best option? And then what, and then you look, it's kind of like a pros and cons. You're mapping it out on paper so you can visually see it. You're not keeping it in your head, looping, 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 because I came up with looping is paralyzation. I love that. I also like this idea of like, what's the worst thing that could happen? So we talked about this in overcoming self-doubt. And this is a concept that Brooke Castillo laid out in one of her podcasts. And it blew my mind open when she said, when you fail, it's not that the thing didn't turn out how you want. It's think of all the people who you didn't help right? Like laying it all out on paper. So as you're laying it all out on paper, when you think of the worst thing that could happen being it doesn't turn out how you want or whatever, think of the worst thing that could happen as you are not serving those people. So for example, I have put off writing a book. Mm-hmm. Because in my mind, I think one of the worst things that could happen is I write this book, I've always wanted to write the book, and it's not as successful as I want it to be. And that is the story of it. I write the book and nobody cares about the book. Or I write the book and it opens me up to all of this criticism, which all of these are like true and possible. But is it really the worst possible thing? Because what if I don't write the book? And what if there were 10 people who were going to read the book and it was going to positively impact their lives and they were going to go on and do the most amazing things ever? That could possibly be truly the worst thing that could happen happen. Mm -hmm. And so I'm writing the book, everybody, I'm writing it. So if you're looping in your head, trying to make these decisions, just write it down. Yeah, write it down on paper. And when and when the worst case scenario comes up, then write so what after that? Yes, because that is my new tool, the so what. So what I'm too much. I'm too much. I'm too loud. So what? What? Yeah, so this might happen. What does that even mean? Too much? Too much of what? For you, personally, I'm too much for you. Fine, stop listening. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's It really is a mind-blowing concept because it just takes all of the power away from the make-believe story of these undefined things. Too much, not enough, not good enough, right? It's just fear. It's just fear. And it's, it's also complete nonsense because what is too much to one? They're so relative. Yeah. What is too much to one person is not enough for another person. What is too much seafood for you? Wait, what is not enough seafood for you is way too much seafood for me because I don't like That's seafood yep. and I'm never going to like seafood. I really tried. I don't like it. So anyone putting seafood in front of me should just not waste their energy putting seafood in front of me. Do you see where I'm going with this? I do. Okay. What's your, you had another good one. I had a third one and this one is a little more abstract, but 
in relating to this topic. But Stephen R. Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, you, it's a must read. Go do it right now. Stop listening to us. He Go says, listen to Stephen. He says, the key is not to prioritize what's on your schedule, but to schedule your priorities. And I'm going to say that again. The key is not to prioritize what's on your schedule, but to schedule your priorities. Now, if you schedule your priorities, if you can do that, get it on paper, make your priorities, your energy for decisions will be much It'll be preserved because your priorities will be in your life, and then you can really make decisions on what matters instead of all the other things that people are putting into your life or that are not are not important. And Does this, that make sense? Oh, yeah, because this takes me – there's that Greg McCohen quote that I use all the time is if you don't prioritize your life, someone will prioritize it for you. If you don't make priorities, other people will hand you their priorities and then and then you have to waste all those energy on whatever decisions come from from that life yes whereas if you schedule your priorities Mm -hmm. then you're making only important decisions or only decisions that you're pumped on yes and i get so 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 many questions on balance how can i do it all i'm going through a divorce i'm working on myself i'm raising my children i'm getting a job i have a side hustle how can i balance it all Girl, you can't balance all that. You cannot balance it. But you can set priorities. You can schedule your priorities. You schedule, schedule. That is the difference between setting and scheduling. Scheduling means you're writing it down and you're putting time in your calendar for doing it. That's truly prioritizing something. Yes, I love that. Now, let me tell you something, and I I talk about it all the time, and it's because it is so true. Your inbox is full of other people's priorities. Your phone, your text messages are full of other people's priorities. Your Instagram feed. Oh, the news feed. Every feed of social media, the inbox, the email, it is everyone else's priorities for your day. We want you to know about this, this piece of news, this tragedy. We want you to know about this thing coming up. Everybody is shoving their priorities in your face. And if you don't have your scheduled, you're going to waste a lot of time making decisions on things that have nothing to do with what you really want to do. Exactly. So I do this all the time to McKenna. McKenna is the best. And if you send me an email in the Allison Show inbox, it is most likely 100% going through McKenna. So McKenna's job is to knock off that, that list of to do's in the inbox as fast as she can. So McKenna, who is a phenomenal human who took me like 10 years to find and I love her and don't you dare take her from me. McKenna will just be almost like frantic in a good positive way. I want her to have a sense of urgency. We need to get back to this person. We need to get back to this person. We need to get back to this person. And I do this thing with her that she's so good and it drives her crazy is I just refuse to make the decision. And it's not because I'm being indecisive. It's because one, sometimes I do need more facts before I can make the decision. And so I've worked with her to understand these are the types of pieces of information I need before you come to me because then it saves her a step. If she comes to me and asks me the question, I said, I need this, this, and this piece of information, then it's saving a whole step. But then a lot of times I refuse to make the decision because you have a limited amount of decision-making power. Every single day, your brain, your person has a limited amount of decision-making juice. And very often, I'm not going to use it on the inbox. I'm going to use it on the projects that are in front of me. Now, I'm not saying you should never email me. I'm just saying this is why we don't always get back to people as soon as 
as McKenna would hope. And it's because I like to wait and put those all together and then go through and make the decisions like in that one time. And so that's just something that has been working for me and helping me get more done is again, it's not allowing others to determine my schedule. And I think that this is really difficult for a lot of people because they think it's being rude. They think not getting back to every text message, to every direct message, to every Instagram comment, to every Facebook message. Are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. To every email, to every phone call, not getting back to those all day, every day is rude. It's an impossible, like it is an impossible task. Even if you're not running a business, just your email. Are you kidding? Do you want how many emails I get from Ginger school (laughs) and Rad's preschool teacher? I love you. (laughs) all of you, but there are so many emails and text messages with information going on and I save them for one designated time so that I'm not fragmented throughout the day. And this has really helped me save my decision-making juice. And then I have one bigger thing and I pose this as a challenge to my A-team. So this is the type of fun stuff that happens if you're part of the A-team, which you can find that at imdoingawesome.com, is I said, I challenge you to let go of things you think you care about that you don't actually care about. So my example for this is, Eric, what have I stopped doing recently? Oh, (laughs) you stopped caring about what we eat, which is such a huge change. Okay, so normally it's time to eat and what would happen? Time to eat meaning I'm not making dinner. Like, let's be really real. Yeah, I'm like, okay, where do you want to go? Because I literally will eat anywhere. Yeah. And then I'm like, "Mm, I don't feel like this. And I'm always thinking, okay, I want to be healthy. But she won't tell me what she wants. So I have to. Well, I don't know what I want. So I have to go through and name like 30 places and get shot down 30 times. Yeah, because I don't know what I want. So I started doing this new thing where I was like, the amount of decision making power I'm spending on where to eat or what to eat or what to make for dinner or where to go for lunch, if to go for lunch, should I eat a power bar for lunch, right? Like all of these types of decisions. I'm like, this is ridiculous how much time and energy, because it's not result, like, I'm not losing weight. It's not making me eat more healthfully. I'm eating about the same regardless of where we go. Your dinner is not a life-changing experience. No. Now, eating less dinner and eating a healthier dinner every single day, that's going to be life-changing. But does it truly matter where exactly I'm eating that dinner or what I'm making for that dinner? My favorite is when you were like, well, I had... You know, something in that same, I had, you know, I, I, don't I had want, Mexican I don't, for lunch. Yeah, I don't want to go to, I don't want to go to Cafe Rio because I had Del Taco three days ago for lunch. It's too soon. <laughs> too soon. So I started doing this thing where I don't care. It's been awesome. It is awesome because I have opened up like all of this energy and space. So I want, I, I want to challenge you to do the same thing. Like I enjoy you more. Thank you. But you know what else I really stopped caring about is the house. Yeah. Like I relinquished all control of like all of the spaces. I talked about this, I think last year where I'm like, I let Eric like have the yard and like it's all his. And the thing is, is like, I do care about our house feeling nice and put together, but I take so long to make the decisions that they never get made. And then things just sit undone. She's looping. Eric makes really quick decisions. And even though I'm not obsessed with every, you bought a couch for that other room that I'm not obsessed with it. But like, is my life still okay? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I still feel fine, guys. And I have so much more energy to make decisions that are truly my priorities. So I want to issue that same challenge. Let go of something big. 
Let go of something big. Okay, so making better decisions. Let's kind of recap for everyone. Okay, so just... You had some really good pointers, Eric. So the observation of Napoleon Hill in studying these greats were that people who were successful made fast decisions, which is a habit. It's a talent. It's something you develop. Well, and I think I like that you said that. It's a talent and a habit. Some of you are... I think, Eric, you are... You and I both make quick decisions like it's a talent because it's benefited us so well that but also it can become a habit so if you're like i'm just really indecisive that is a label you are putting on yourself that is a story you are telling yourself you're in charge of your label and stop being afraid of making what you consider a mistake in your decision like make a ton of them but start making your decisions faster i'll still be your friend yeah (laughs) what's the worst that can happen so try to be quicker if you're looping in your head and it's just not going away put it on paper that's awesome. Put it on paper. And then remember, remember, schedule your priorities so you're only making decisions on what's actually important in your life. Can I add one? Because you did this for me the other day. Perspective. Shift your perspective. If you're not sure which priorities to prioritize, pull back. Because I came to Eric at 2 a.m. making him stay up late and talk to me saying, okay, here's my plan of attack for this social media campaign and it's going to do this, 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 and this. And Eric said, I just have a quick question. Are you going to care 10 years from now if you finished the social media campaign or you got your book done? And I literally wanted to smack him in the face because... Because I was so right. Because he was so right. I was coming up with things to do for myself rather than get the thing done that I actually wanted to get done because I'm afraid to finish the thing. Because finishing it means that it's actually happening and all of these other things. So tip number four, it's just 10 years from now, which thing are you going to be super bummed out about? And I asked a friend, I said, 10 years from now, if you don't get this business started, how are you going to feel? And she was like, I honestly wouldn't feel that bad. I was like, then I don't think this is the thing (laughs) for you to be doing. And that's okay. Don't do it. Yeah, good, good. Think of that perspective. So ask yourself, 10 years from now, what is the thing you're going to wish you would have done? Right? Get that perspective. Eric, good job. And I promised this week we were going to read two reviews. So if you leave us a review on iTunes, we read it. We thank you. I usually cry. And then we send you a box of really, really fun swag. And the reviews just help us be found. They're getting a little thin, to be honest. Well, because we are a little thin on our podcast, to be honest. So, But we're back. I want to blame the listeners. I don't want to blame us. No, don't blame them. I blame us. But we're back. We're here. We're showing up for you guys. We're going to be here weekly. We're recording multiple episodes at a time to make sure we have them stockpiled so we don't miss and we are here for you and we appreciate these reviews um okay this one is by allison with one l okay bring it on i love listening to old episodes because i get something new with each listen allison's beautiful enthusiasm and eric's soft spoken nature sensual are the perfect combination he is the yin to her yang the Mac to her cheese, the ah to her sum. I love that. <laughs> Hashtag Allison with one L club. That is amazing. Thank you, Allison with one L. Shoot us an email with your address at heygirl at theallisonshow.com. And one more, Eric. By this by Kelly Joe. Allison came into my life at just the right time. Her wisdom and love have been pivotal factors in my self-love, growth, belief, grace, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, journey. Ding. Ding. Over the, <laughs> over the past year. Allison has taught me to lean into the ones I love and who love me. Even though I don't know her personally, I always feel like she holds me accountable for the way I treat both my mind and my body. That is so beautiful. <laughs> So 
so I do cry. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for sharing them on Instagram. When you guys screenshot and share in your stories and tag me, it is so amazing because it means sharing is caring. The podcast is getting out there. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your energy that you're spending it with us. Eric, has a Pleasant Pictures Music Club, and he's going to be sharing. Should we play your cool new ad for them? Oh yeah, yeah. Here's the new ad. This uh, this is a video, so there's visuals, but you're still going to enjoy it. You get a little sneak peek. And this is for an upcoming sale, up- upcoming package that we're create that we're making for creators like you. Hi, we're Eric and Stu. We've made music for some of the biggest brands in the industry, but we wanted to do something for creators like you. So we've made Pleasant Pictures Music Club. It's undeniable that good music makes a huge impact. Check out this video with some free music we found on the web. Now check it with the track we cooked up. Tasty, right? Our library is full of tracks to bring your content to the next level. Here's the deal. You want to grow and connect with your audience, and we all know good music brings that connection. So we're presenting The Year of Music. It's a collection of 52 incredible tracks that you can use in any and all of your social media content. That's like a new song each week for a year. With Pleasant Pictures Music Club, adding music to your videos is so easy. You pick a track, download it, and drop it into your video, all on your phone if you want to. To make it even easier for you, each track is already edited into different lengths for whatever you are working on. Sign up now for your year of music and let's make something cool together. Okay, thank you Pleasant Pictures Music Club. If you are interested in that, it's pleasantpictures.club. And hey, hey, don't go. I want to remind you, only you can be you and you are already as awesome as you need to be. What song are you going to take us out on? Hey, this is the uh, this is one of the tracks from the year of music. This is called All In. Ooh. 